we ready? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm your host. I'm Bill. I'm joined. Hello. And we have a new guest with us. This is Reed. Howdy. Nice um, to be here. Nice to have you here. So, uh, Reed, usually when we have a new guest, we like to ask for an introduction. So if you could uh, share a little bit about your history with us. I would love to. I have spent the better part of 38 years in the service industry, namely in hotels, all in California. I think I can give away that much, but mostly hotel front desk, revenue management, operations, a little bit of sales, a little bit of finance, a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of engineering, a little bit of everything. Spice of life. I came up through the front desk. Okay. Operations branch. Yep. And a great mentor to say the least. Thanks, Natalie. I'm so lucky to be here today, sitting next to two of my best, most mentors. So, yay. So exciting. Just the Natalie sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Natalie in between the two Mm -hmm. of us. Yep. Nice. Well, thank you for that. That was very good. Yeah. It means a lot. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. Oh my God. I'm in my feels. We love you too. (laughs) All right. Since this is going to be an episode that we're going to be posting here in October, Thought we would make this a uh, Halloween-related one. Did you guys you. catch the sh- the blouse? Oh, I did not. Oh yes. I'm in the Your spirit. Theme. Pumpkins wearing... and cats and hats. Mm-hmm. I wore orange. I did wear orange, and it was on a, on accident. I didn't mean to. Oh, okay, good. Because I'm sitting here thinking well, I'm definitely not themed. <laughs> you kind of are. So orange, purple. It's uh, a reach. Yeah. Today is a spicy um, episode because we're having drinks. We're having effing vodka. <laughs> that's the that's the brand of the vodka. I didn't yeah, make it up. We're not sponsored, but if you're we're, listening. Yeah, we're not sponsored. This podcast brought to you by effing vodka. <laughs> well, I don't know about brought to, but powered by for powered sure. By. Powered by, yeah. <laughs> that's sure. perfect. Powered mm-hmm. by. But effing vodka, if you're listening, holla. <laughs> yeah, we effing love you. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. So uh, Halloween stories. Yeah. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. Things that go bump in the night, sometimes during the day. Yep. I know you've got a story you wanted to share. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get started, though. What? I don't. You don't want to kick it off? No. Because well, I got two stories, so I can share one of them right out of the gate. Well, let's do that, then. And then remember the best Halloween costume ever from our days together, Natalie. Yours? Yes. Yeah, when you mm-hmm. were... Remember that? When you were... Um, oh, my God, I'm having a brain fart. Up, dude. You're having an effing brain fart is what yeah, you were having. Yeah, I'm having a... What's his name? Carl. Carl. Oh, my God. Carl Mr. From Carl. Up. That was cute. So, a week into my tenure at a brand new hotel in or around the Disneyland area, I'm walking the property daily, as you do, and I go all the way up to the top floor only to find that the roof access door is open. It's unlocked. So for you hotel people out there, you know that this door should be locked at all times unless there's some sort of an emergency. And I'm up there and I decide, well, I've never been on the roof before, so let me just tiptoe out there. Oh my gosh. And find out what the roof looks like. Is the roof in good shape? Is there trash up here? Someone need to pay attention to this area? What's this all about? I open the door. Because I can see the chain and the lock and everything's already off. I walk out. This is in, this is a nine-story building. And the minute I open the door and walk out onto the roof, off to my right-hand side, I see what looks like a little girl. And she falls off. Oh, my God. So I stopped and I had an oh, my gosh moment. And I kind of collected myself. Because the image of the little girl was like broken up, wavy television lines. Channel 3. Kind of like 
poltergeisty, okay. that sort of stuff. So there, it wasn't real. Kind of there, but not there? Yeah. It frightened me. It, it certainly got my attention. And I walked over to the area where she fell. Sorry, listening audience. You don't see my fake quotation marks. And I look over just to see if there's a little girl on the ground below me, nine stories. And there's not. I go back. I close the door. I go downstairs. I get a hold of our engineering manager and unfortunately, very coarsely and very abruptly, tell him to lock the door on the roof <laughs> because little kids could get up there and fall off. This is an older property that doesn't have the guard system around the roof like a lot of modern hotels do. And I shared this story with various members of the team. And I was very surprised to learn from a housekeeper that worked in that hotel upon hearing this story that in fact, years before, a little girl had fallen off the roof of that hotel and had perished. I didn't think much of it at the time. It's not that I'm an anti-ghost. I'm not. We'll hear later about an encounter that I had years later that really affected me. But I wondered, well, what was this all about? Why did this happen? What was the story? Is this valid or was I just kind of making it up? Until a couple of years later, when I had family staying in that hotel on a friends and family rate, no comps, (laughs) no comps. Don't dilute my ADR. And my sister-in-law and her kids were on the floor just below the roof And there are photographs that they took of what they thought were kids. Kids jumping on the bed, kids jumping around the room, in the hallways, in the elevator, etc. Only to see orbs Mm. and other sorts of things in the pictures after they got developed that made us all wonder, well, what's that all about too? Mm -hmm. So there was definitely a presence in that hotel, certainly on the roof. Because I saw it. But did you feel like uncomfortable or did, did you get that like eerie feeling? I, the only uneasiness I felt was because it was a child. Mm-hmm. That really made me feel bad. Yeah. It, it, that really made me feel bad. But the whole sensation of all of it was incredibly valid. It's very real for me. I saw what I saw. I know what I saw. And I know what I saw in those pictures, too. Not that I sensed anything when we were in my sister-in-law's room or anything like that. But all of it bundled together a couple of years later. I thought, oh, there's something to this. I think this is this happens. Probably more than... Well, most people, I don't think, pick up on it. That's scary. It wasn't scary. It wasn't scary at all. It was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... I wasn't frightened. But you, like... I think I would have freaked out if I would have seen that out of the corner of my eye. I would have, like... I, I was. I would have ran the edge. I would have run back. It was. It was a little unnerving. So I, I wouldn't even have the nerve to like look out. First and, week there. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell have I gotten myself into? Welcome. Yeah. Yikes. Welcome me by jumping off the roof. You're brave for that. So did the staff like fill you in on it after? Yeah, we have a couple of housekeeping employees that had worked in the hotel for years, and they've encountered this. and they've mm. felt things on those upper floors not just the ninth the ninth floor but eight and seven as well all three of those floors the top three floors had that sort of presence or impact or feeling that there were multiple employees that had felt that mm. yikes she never made it to the other side maybe. she didn't well no i mean you're still That's what they say right right like <clears throat> if you still encounter the their trap spirits yeah it's like a trap spirit oh is that the thing one of the theories they're trying okay. to like you I have guess. to guide them to the light i wish i had you'd lock the door though <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that that was and i wasn't 
prompt and I wasn't professional about it at all. I mean, my first week there, you're trying to make good impression on new team members, etc. But from a safety perspective, no, yeah, that's unacceptable. Liability. Yeah, but then you found out later that you were totally validated and feeling that way. Yeah, (laughs) you had good reason. Well, I absolutely did. So, like, I don't view myself as a believer, and I don't necessarily view myself as a true skeptic. But there's like in my mind, there's there's a lot of question marks regarding ghosts and phantoms or whatever i love all the shows on you know discovery channel and all that that you know ghost hunters and ghost adventures and all that but in all honesty i I watch a lot of that and i question it but there was an event at the hotel that natalie and i worked at and i actually shared this on an early episode and this is when we we were closed for covid so the entire hotel is empty Mm -hmm. there's literally what like three of us working on the entire property that day i'm the only person in this section of the building and the only person on this floor, I'm shampooing carpets, I'm doing my own thing, ran out of cord length, so I turn the machine off, go to unplug it, and I hear this little girl next to me giggle. Like, <laughs> of course, I'm the only one on the floor. I turn around, there's nobody there. I plug in, I go back to work, I'm shampooing carpets. Like, it doesn't phase me, right? Uh, Tell Natalie, and of course, phases her. But I shared it with our chief engineer at the time, and he goes, oh yeah, that little girl. I'm like, you seem like you know this story. And he said, yeah, this, the room attendants have been seeing her for years. And then one of the room attendants chimes in and says that, you know, oh, it's the little girl in the yellow dress. Well, I didn't see anything. I only heard a giggle. So to me, it sounded like a little girl, you know, five, six, seven years old, something like that. But the way the room attendants were talking about it, it's like they've seen the little girl, you know, little girl, long hair, yellow dress. Yellow dress. Yeah. That's the visual I have is yellow dress. The, the one on the roof? No, no, no. In oh. your story. Oh. I'm thinking, there's, oh. I mean, the validity to it is, uh, how would anyone else say yellow dress unless someone saw mm-hmm. the yellow dress? Yeah. Was there a backstory to Mm-mm. why there was the little girl? No, nobody, n- nobody that I, I've talked to. Yeah, even if, I, even if there is a story, I don't think they'd share it with us. Probably not. Our, our housekeepers are, are very I mean, I, funny I wish, about sharing those type of story I I wish there was a way to find records on it but no idea I always I always wanted that too I always thought there should have been a news story if I had tried hard enough I probably could have found it about what happened at at the hotel that I was managing at the time because it had to have been a news story Mm -hmm. but our neighbors next door at the property I'm currently at they had a lot of jumper stories Mm -hmm. they're a much higher taller property right so 14 floors I haven't heard With anything balconies. new, but that that's scary. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the hotels that I was at, they had multiple jumper events. Mm. Oof. There was, I know for a fact, there was one room that had two jumpers, and then just kitty corner to that, there was a room that had a jumper. So the room attendants didn't- Were you there? No, not during my time. Oh, my God. The room attendants didn't like cleaning those rooms. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bad blood, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. on those rooms mm-hmm. if the occupants have, have perished- in some way, mm-hmm. there, there's it culturally, it really can do a number on 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 housekeeping teams. Right, that's why we keep it secret. <laughs> well, your your story about the roof being open reminded me of like a case that I'm obsessed with, um, Elisa Lamb at the Cecile Hotel. Oh yes, that story was all over the place, plastered everywhere. Mm-hmm. She was found in the water tank on the roof. Right. The guests were complaining about a disgusting smell and taste in the water. I don't know why they were mm. drinking the water or I guess brushing their teeth. But there was a foul smell coming from the water and maintenance went up to the water 
tank to check it out and they found her body floating in this water tank so shame on them for having that door unlocked but also it's crazy how she managed to even get in there considering the um weight of that water tank um lid the the cover the, the cover from what i hear was like super heavy some say that it was that she was just on drugs others say that she was possessed mm. based on like the the gestures the hand gestures she was making and like well, some, uh, some people even believe like in the elevator game there's like this oh, game called the elevator game i've heard about that where you can travel into i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you travel into yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in the skeptical pile do you want to put it in your two cents on how she got in there i don't know i like you weren't obsessed that one I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, some, somebody from maintenance didn't lock a door. Yeah, that's for sure. Or the water tank cover. Well, I've always thought it was the bad guys. Like you thought this was... That the bad guys did something to her. Hmm. Put her in the tank. I was thought there were... I mean, there were enough weirdo people in that hotel anyway. Yeah, the hotel is definitely not... It's not filled by great tourists. And didn't we all just kind of tip our hat to the general manager that spent... I think she was there like seven years. Did you see the Netflix? Yeah. Oh my God. She was... Seven years. The I think way, it was seven years. The way she was interviewed though, I, I don't know. I didn't buy her story. She did not sound to me like a real hotel person. I can't remember because this has been a few years. The way that she explained herself was very odd to me because we all talk about room See, nights how yeah, how that night how, how that room was consumed overnight and the way that she explained herself was just odd to me what my takeaway with it was she didn't sound like a hotelier she did not i mean for the amount of time that she'd been in the industry to how she was explaining things it, she didn't sound like a hotel person okay didn't so i'm she, not the only one and didn't she look way. all dolled up she was so glam mm-hmm. very glam mm-hmm. i thought that too she was ready for her take to me, for somebody to have been in the business that long, it's like you were put into a job that you weren't trained for, had no oversight on, had no leadership with, no mentoring, and you just kind of figured it out. That, yeah. that was kind of how I interpreted what she was saying and how she was saying it. And yeah. she stayed for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven years in a position. Uh, look, folks, I've been doing this 38 years and can't tell you that there's any one position I've had for seven years. Mm-hmm. Maybe four is the max. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, to your point, that subsection of that market, seven years would be a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Seven days would be a lifetime, <laughs> yeah. given what That's happened in sale. that property. Hell seven, yeah. Seven days would be a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was obsessed with this story you know i like went on the rabbit hole and like looked at her um blogs and everything so she was definitely going through it she had some mental things going on for sure i think she was bipolar Mm -hmm. something like that and she was not taking her meds based on the footage i've also you know kind of looks funny to me like the way she was moving her arms you know some people say that it could be um paranormal but i'm leaning more towards like the drug I, I mean, abuse. I my opinion was based on what I saw in the videos, it was uh, mental health issues, lack of medication and something else. a substance. Yeah. Now, we're still talking about the general manager, right? No, no. no sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. We moved on. Right? I mean, we could have been, uh, you know, but. But <laughs> the interviews with the residents. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a credibility factor with all those folks. Yeah. You think? Or 
lack thereof. <laughs> you think? Right. I mean, you have to. It, there's a subjective. They're, they're not vetted. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, they would have been vetted by said general manager, which doesn't help the cause. Right. Have you guys seen what they're doing to that hotel now? So they're rebranding it, and I don't know how how or why they're. Is it going to be the this. Hotel Cecilia now? <laughs> yeah, Cecilia, <laughs> with a little Spanish accent, Cecilia. I think they split the rooms, and like half of it is like one brand, and like the other half is another. So if like you take the elevator, and like once you make it up mm-hmm. to like the fifth floor, it's another hotel, whatever. But at the end of the day, we all know it's still Cecile Hotel. We we all know it's still that that place. That place. So I mean, yeah, the last unless I you're s- looking for a ho- uh, hostel, hostel. Unless you're looking for that type of feel, you know, then whatever. <clears throat> I don't think they're selling rooms right now, though. I think they're selling it on half of it, oh, really? like the bottom of it. The last I saw about that hotel, you could book a, a walking ghost tour. Ooh. I think we should do that. I'm here for that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I think we should do that. I'd really enjoy doing that. I love ghost tours. Everywhere I go, I check one off the list. Just did one in New York. It was so cool. Were you successful? Yeah. They took me to the New York library and they talked about this like really creepy story about this girl that like literally threw herself off the tower. Did you have an encounter? I didn't have an encounter. You know what I had an encounter of? rats oh yeah and that's a fear of mine so that was the most curious ghost story of ghost tour i've ever been on did you ever do the uh whaley house in san diego i have and you know what it i hate to be part of the like click but i did encounter like i felt something have you been there i know you, i have you, and i never ha- and i've never had the experience i've never had the experience i would have loved to have but i got so the first time I ever went out there, I didn't get a chance to go on the tour because it was already too late. And I got so lightheaded in oh, the, yeah. like on the porch. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so lightheaded and I was like, I'm just crazy because, you know, I'm a few drinks in, whatever. But the second time I went, I felt the same energy and I was just like, all right, this cannot be true, right? So I finally go on the tour and... I swear to you, there's so much going on in that house. It, it smells. It's like a feeling, like an ick feeling that you get. The dizziness. You feel so like dreadful in there. Like each room has a different story. Definitely check it out if you're from the area, San Diego. Yeah, that house was definitely creepy. And did you guys know, I don't know if you guys have ever walked through Old Town San Diego. Have you guys seen those like metal plates that they have on the floor? Sure. You know what those are, right? No, I don't. So those are actually grave sites. Really? Oh. Yeah. So if you look on, it looks like a, like a huge coin, gold coin. If you look at it, it'll tell you like gravesite honor or something like that. Because so many bodies buried in that area. So when they built this old town, San Diego for tourists, they couldn't dig them out to like put them in a, in a decent space. And they decided to leave them there, but honor them with those gold coin-like metals on the floor so if you're walking through the sidewalks you'll see them Hmm. and just read it it'll tell you like it'll say like a serial number and i think you can like google it or something and find out about the person so it's like joni mitchell saying they paved paradise and put up a parking lot Mm -hmm. so they basically paved over all of the uh grave sites in old town yep to make the whaley house yep you want to go down the road a little bit yeah in san diego yeah so the hotel del coronado yes Mm. Which is one of the most prestigious hotels in all of North America. Uh There was, in the 1800s, there was a suicide there. 
And there's lots of documentation about the suicide of Kate, Miss Kate, who stayed in one of the rooms at the Hotel Del Coronado. And she apparently took her own life in this room. Now, you can still rent this room in that hotel, even though her story is in the book that's available in the bookstore, in the gift shop at the Hotel Del Coronado. But it was an 1800 story. Happened in the late 1800s. Kate was there with her either husband or intended spouse. And for whatever reason, she took her own life. Kate's ghost is supposed to frequent that area of the hotel. You can get up there. Why do I know this? Because I've been there a couple times. So my Did you work there? Didn't work there, no. unfortunately. Which one, of the, I, one of the few hotels we, you haven't yeah, worked well, at. Yeah, yeah. The short list is, which hotels have, has Reed not worked at? Mm-hmm. But the first time I ever was able to identify where Kate's room was, where she supposedly took her own life, I had out-of-town company visiting, and we were touring the Hotel Dell. And the Hotel Dell is in a great place, and it's a great plant. And if you're a hotel person, you dig the Hotel Del Coronado. Just to kind of putz around and see what you need to see, etc. But near Kate's room, when we went up the stairs to face her room, I got the oddest sensation from a spiritual perspective that I've ever had. Like goosebumps? Cold, hmm. clammy, felt weird. So you were either in the presence of a ghost or you just had bad shellfish? <laughs> Somewhere in Coronado, be, be, probably. Beware the gas station sushi? And I, I was trying to check myself at the time, going, okay, what, what's really going on here? What's, what's really happening here? But there was definitely a sensation in front of this room where Kate passed away. Mm-hmm. And I walked down the corridor away from the room, trying to get away from it. Not Frady scared get away from it, but just it was cold and clammy. And it, it wasn't a good feeling at all. It was a weird feeling. And it wasn't gas station sushi. <laughs> and I got to the end of the very end of that hallway. And they have rooms that take a couple of steps up to get to the door to go into the room. And as I stop at the end of the hallway, because there's nowhere else to go, I look to my left into one of these rooms. And the staircase leading up to the entrance door suddenly becomes very three-dimensional to me. And it's facing downward. Like psychedelic? You know the scene in The Twilight Zone at the beginning, in the old show with Rod Serling? There's a door that opens like you're going into a basement. basement. Okay, That's what this looked like in three dimensions. But I'm looking physically at the guest room door, but it's looking downward. And I, I shook my head like, no, 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 you're not looking at this. You can't see this. You're not looking at this. Go the other way. I start heading back towards... Kate's room as God is my witness along the corridor along the chair rails all this goo and the goo had not been there when I had previously been walking the other way Hmm. and I'm still cold and I'm still clammy I've got my wife in tow I've got my mother-in-law in tow and they don't know what the hell is going on with me because they're not sensing the same thing Mm. but they also validate the fact that I'm going through this Folks, I don't make this stuff up. There's no merit in doing so, but it happened. And after we were finished being on that floor, I stepped down to the next level, the first level, and it was gone. What? But the goo, the goo was there. That's strange. 
And it was not there when I had walked the other way before I saw the trap door and Twilight Zone, etc. Well, first of all, you didn't know that was her room. I did. Oh, you did. I did know. I specifically found that room and took family up there. Okay. I took so the you wife. Went... I took the mother-in-law up there to say, hey, this is where you this went is on the Kate's tour. Room. This is Kate's. Yeah. I, I did my own tour. Well, right. Self-tour. Self-tour. Yeah. But that's all it was. It's like, oh, this is the room. Mm-hmm. The story about Kate is well documented. I don't but know this story. The the rest of it didn't make sense at the time. So did you Google after to see like what other people have experienced? No, I've you never should. done that. I've never that's probably a good that's probably a good step. I probably should do mm-hmm. that. Because shortly after I went to the Whaley house, I was just like, okay, maybe I'm crazy. Like, what the heck? And I went on Google to see what people have experienced. And that whole dizziness and funky smells is top. It's a top comment in see, blogs. Any time that I've ever been to Whaley House Never a sensation at all. Never. Even on the porch? Never. Never. And I want to. Mm-hmm. Never happens. See, I've only been there once, and my experience there was completely neutral. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything creepy. I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. Could it just be mental, was, too. Just it was like, an old house at night. Oh, you went at night? Mm-hmm. I went at night and during the day. Um, I got that dizzy. Feeling. I'm trying to think if I've ever been there at night. Hmm. I may not have. Maybe that's the difference. Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> right after this podcast. All right, let's go. That's scary. It wasn't scary. It was uncomfortable. It was weird. To me, it sounds like a... The goo, though. I'm telling you, the goo. Don't I know ask I me keep h- saying the goo. Yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't say the goo, but the goo. Don't ask me how I've known this, but it sounds like a psychedelic trip-ish kind of to me. Like the way he's making it. Well, like the staircase to the yeah. basement. Yeah. yeah, and like how you're making it sound. That like was three dimensional. Even more than the go- it it was like that scene. You saw that trap door that's supposed to lead down. Mm-hmm. It was there, but the staircase was up. See what I mean? I've I've had my fair shares of psychedelic trips, and you know it feels that way. It's like I'm trying to go straight and I'm going sideways. <laughs> but um, that's kind of that's kind of Natalie on a normal day, though. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but did you get like goosebumps or anything? I did. It, it, the goosebumps, and I felt fine otherwise. Now, in this building at the Hotel Del Coronado, you can take an elevator to the second floor. You can take the staircase up, and I took. I remember taking the staircase up, and the minute I got to the second floor was when this uneasiness mm. came across me. And honestly, I, I had not been drinking. I think we'd had lunch somewhere prior. But there was nothing that would necessarily influence me being there. Right. How far is the Whaley from Coronado? 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Driving. Driving, yeah. Oh, okay. Coming across, you got to come across the bridge. Hmm. That'd be a fun little ghost You could trip. do that and check out the uh, the grave markers. Mm-hmm. Well, those grave markers now, you've got my attention, Natalie. I got to see that and figure that out. Old Town San Diego. But then you had to go to Coyote after the Coyote Cafe. Coyote Cafe. Hell yeah. I've been there a few times. Get their flour tortillas with butter. You got to go to (laughs) the um, Oh Hungries is another. This podcast brought to you by Oh Hungries, Old Town San Diego. Yeah. Home of the yardstick beer. And now we transfer over to the foodie part of this podcast. Do they use Evan Vodka? (laughs) (laughs) If not, they should. Yeah. But that was, that's the pinnacle of my interaction with spirits. And 
I can tell that story as well to you too, as I've told to other people. Mm -hmm. And most people are kind of skeptical, especially if they're not believers. And I'm with Bill. I'm not frightened by spirits. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I necessarily believe in them, but I know what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And what I experienced was not normal. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. It's just like, okay, we're in 2022. We have really good cameras. We have really good... Everywhere. Yeah, like... We have high quality items now. We should be able to pick up these ghosts, right? These aliens. But a part of me still believes it, you know? I mean, I think it's just the extension of life on other planets. And is are, are there other beings that are looking at us? Yeah. Are we looking at other beings? Is it all possible? Yeah, I think so. I think it's very possible. Is there any reason to believe that ghosts and other spirits don't exist? No. I don't think there's any reason to say that, no, there's no absolute way. But there's no concrete proof either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know I saw the goo. (laughs) Hashtag the goo. Hashtag the goo. So the the first half of my hotel career, I actually spent in Hawaii. Aloha. Mahalo. You know, and unfortunately, the islands are all volcanic, so ground is very very hard when the hawaiians would have hawaiians that died they would typically be buried near the ocean because the ground was softer which is all fine and good until you fast forward a few hundred years and white man comes and wants to build their five-star resorts where right by the ocean right Mm -hmm. so one of the hotels that i had been at it was built back in the i can't remember if it was the late 60s or the very early 70s And at that time, there was no regard for Hawaiian history and cultural sites and things like that. So when they would build the hotels, they would literally come in and just grade it. Whatever was there just got scooped up and taken away. The hotel that I was at, there were so many ghost stories. And I mean, I I worked with people that had actually been there from the day it opened. Okay, this was literally came with the building. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, this was back in 2005. Yeah. So, I mean, original employees from 19, I think it was 1972 that that hotel opened. Regardless, you know, there were stories about kitchens being haunted. There were stories about, you know, seeing orbs and whatnot in the hallways. There were stories of seeing uh, the Hawaiian night marchers down by the ocean. Mm. It's just a lot of crazy stuff. I never experienced any of it. And I worked at that hotel for about three and a half years. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, Normally, Hawaiians have this like ceremony that they do before they're going to build. Mm-hmm. Do you know if that was... The blessings? If that took place? Like N- the blessing No ceremony? idea if it took place at that hotel. But the adjoining property... When they were developing that property, they found a lot of skeletal remains. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, when that happens there, they have to shut down construction. Everything has to be surveyed. Everything has to be recorded, recorded. and mapped, et cetera, et cetera. And what they ended up doing was exhuming all of the remains. And then once the hotel was built, there's a cultural garden within the, the property where all the remains were reburied. Yikes. So dozens and dozens of skeletons reburied in that courtyard and they don't make a point of where it is i knew people that worked there that knew where it was so i knew where it was but they don't advertise where it is you don't want to piss off the spirits yeah pretty much Um, i think i think that's the message of the day don't piss off the spirits yeah put it back again i have not seen or experienced anything like that but i have had friends that worked at one resort that one of the kitchens was allegedly haunted and knives would fly across the kitchen when nobody is in there with you. I've never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. But did you want to? Would you like to see something like that? Um, yes, but not the thrown knives. <laughs> if you weren't in harm's way, though, right? You across the room and you saw the knife. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me so much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the validation of being like, wow, that just happened. 
done. I checked that off my bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, but that property where they exhumed all the remains, I had friends that worked there that said that they saw, you know, Hawaiian warriors and all sorts of other things that like in detail that I'm like, you know, I've seen ghost adventures. Mm-hmm. I've seen what they see. How can you see that this person's in a yellow, a dress? yellow dress? Yeah, a yellow, yeah, yeah. like the little girl Price with the yellow teams. dress or, you know, the Hawaiian warrior with the cape and a club yeah. and all the other details that you see. I, I don't, I don't understand how people see all the details. Yeah, I ask the same thing. Uh, one of my previous properties, the banquet storage was very close to my office and our banquet captain came out of there running one day and he was just like, were you guys just in here? And we're like, no. So he goes and checks with his other banquet guys and they're like, they're like across the property at the restaurant. And so then he's like, were you guys just in there? They're like, no, we're like over here serving waters, dude. And he's just like, he was like, what the heck? Like I was just like, he was prepping for a meeting and something in storage just like, grabbed um the utensils box and like slammed it Mm. it wasn't like on the floor it wasn't it didn't tip over he clearly heard the utensil box just like slam like got picked up and then just dropped back into place and he came into our office and and he looked like a damn ghost when he walked into my office he was just like he was telling us in spanish and we're like no we were not inside like what the heck what's going on and then he explained the story he did not want to go back into prepping the room he was so scared but it, it was an old property and i mean who knows what happened in that story well room. these properties and these establishments that have years on them and history mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you know you've got a historical property that is being graded for the for the sake of the new and improved product mm-hmm. without regard to history sometimes that can wreak havoc but to add on to this story at that one property with the utensil story, it was said a while back um, the there was a wedding happening in the, the largest ballroom and the groom was found in the lobby um, cheating on the bride with a bridesmaid. So the bride was so upset she ended her life in that building. At that time? Yeah. So it came back to that story. So our banquet captain was like, oh, it's probably the bride. She's so mad. because She's of- still mad. Yeah. So I beat yeah. you to it, Natalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we've shared some stories. Now it's up to you. Okay. So during COVID time, we all wore different hats. I was helping at the front desk. And it was not a lot of us working. We were, you know, very um, skeleton crew. You this know? is while we were still closed or when we... Tried to reopen. When we reopened. Okay. And I was working the morning shift at the front desk. So I remember checking this girl out and this girl had her baby with her. And I remember the room number, 1306. And she came to check out and she was, you know, like struggling with her kid with, um, what do you call it, car seat on the other hand. And she was checking out and she, she mentioned to me, she's like, checking out. I'm waiting for my Uber. I'm just going to wait here in the lobby. So as she's waiting in the lobby, she's like, oh, my God, I forgot my blanket, my baby's blanket. Can I get a room key? I was like, yeah, sure. Give her a key. She goes and she comes back. She gives me the key. And I I see her leaving on the Uber. The Uber picks her up and she takes off. Mm, about 20, 30 minutes later, housekeeping is running like on an old report because she still has a due out. But I've already checked her out in the system. So housekeeping calls me. Our housekeeping manager calls me and she's like, 
Natalie, you're like, what time is this room leaving? And I was like, I've already checked it out. She's like, no, someone just said just a minute. I was like, no, go in there. Like she just left. I just saw her leave. And she's like, no. So she does what she does. And then she calls me back and she's like, someone's in that room. And I was like, Miss girl, you need to go in there because I just checked her out. If there's someone in that room, then they're not authorized to be there. She opens the room and it's empty. So she comes back to me and she she's just like freaking out. She's like, I literally heard somebody in there. She's like, are you sure she was alone? I was like, she was with her kid and she just registered one adult, one child. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, right? So she she's freaking out. Anyways, they end up cleaning the room. But that story stayed in our housekeeping manager's mind because she remembers that she says clear as day she heard it. And it's on the same floor where you heard the little girl. No, I was on second. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, I was on the second floor. Well, that whole building is just a whole trip, right? Because I've had my experiences on the first floor. Anyways, so just recently, a few few weeks back, she comes into my office and she's like, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, what? She's like, remember when we had that incident in 1306 where I heard a man's voice? And she's like, I heard it again. And she's like, and I walked in and it's empty. Same voice? Yeah. And I'm just like, you're crazy, right? And she's like, no, I swear. She's like, I keep hearing it. So I checked the system to see like when that room was used. It's been out of order for the last few days. So no one has used it. See, this is the thing about all these stories Mm -hmm. is there are the skeptics that are out there. Yeah. And then there's all sorts of supporting information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? You ask my mother-in-law, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. She's not here to tell you. But she'll tell you about the goo. Mm -hmm. She saw the goo. Mm -hmm. She experienced the goo. I got no agenda to talk about the goo. But these stories have merit with the individuals that they impact. I mean, I'm envisioning your story, Natalie, of the Uber driving away Mm -hmm. as your housekeeping representative is saying, hey, someone's in that room. Yeah. Someone's still Mm -hmm. in that room. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. okay, so with that little girl, I was curious. I, I wanted to know, did I imagine it? Did I tune in somehow to like a sign, a signal, something like that that triggered, you know, maybe I had overheard the story of the little girl and it just kind of all gelled. I don't know. I was looking for some meaning. So I actually took out my iPhone and I opened the voice memos and I hit record. I left my phone right where I heard the giggle. And like, you know, I even said, you know, little girl, are you here? You know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Came back 30 minutes later. It was absolute silence. There was nothing. You know, and the hotel is completely empty. There's only three people on property. And when I was away from that area, I was with both of them, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So there's no, there, there was nobody to be there, but yeah, it was just absolute silence. But that building has like a, a thing about voices and like mimicking things. Yeah. So, okay. The, the skeptic part, right? I've heard the giggles. Mm -hmm. You've heard a couple of different sounds. I've heard a moan and I've heard somebody literally sound exactly like our chief engineer. Mm -hmm. But then we also heard a lot of pops and and creaks and groans. And I attribute that. And the chandelier. Well, okay. Which we've talked about. Yeah, we have talked about that, but so we'll recap that. But, you know, like the creaks and groans, in my opinion, a lot of it came from the south side of the building gets direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. So it, it heats faster. It expands. There's different expansion, contraction things. I could understand that. What I never understood, and this goes back to, you know, 1306, that stack, right? Mm-hmm. 1306, 1206, 1106. 
1106 was is right next to your office. Mm-hmm. She would hear footsteps. Mm-hmm. And there were multiple times during COVID when we were closed that there were only like Natalie and myself on the property or myself and the chief engineer. There was always two people there. You mean um, three? No, no, no. no. There, <laughs> there was always two people there, ideally three. But, you know, with days off and whatnot, it, there were sometimes just two. And there was a time where it was just Natalie and myself in the building and we heard footsteps. Mm-hmm. And it was rhythmic and consistently spaced yeah thump 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 so i go busting out of one office door up the stairs you went out up a different set of stairs nobody yeah and we were like oh my god somebody broke in all the doors are locked the main doors are chained you know so it's like there was only one access point that we could come in and out of the building because everything else is like hard secured and nobody on the floors and there was times where we would be in the same office like during a meeting or you know discussing xyz and we would hear the footsteps and we would just look at each other like and then we would just like split we would just like bounce take off and try to find whatever was going on i'm personally always gonna be more scared of like an actual human than a ghost and i thought maybe there was a homeless person that broke in because it did happen once yeah we did twice sure that Uh, those things happen Mm -hmm. in in buildings that have multiple points of entry and we don't want to have a a squatter you know we don't want to have somebody like staying at our building when we're close to public unless they're in a yellow dress <laughs> and if they're walking you know walking through the building in a yellow dress that's preferred or on the roof or on the roof <laughs> Yeah, but as I mentioned, that building definitely has something going on. As I mentioned in a previous episode, there's been um, two times where I've heard things. One, I was going down the hall, going home, and I knew our chief was working on, on some rooms. And I was going home, and I wanted to say bye to him. I know he had a few doors propped open. So I just shouted. I was like, hey, I'm leaving. And no, no word. And I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. But the reason why I was saying I'm leaving was because I, I heard him like on the phone. And then I, I clearly heard him say, okay, okay, pues, bye. You know, in Spanish. Okay, then bye. So then I'm like, hello? And no answer. So then I call him. I was like, he's probably, he's probably playing a trick on me, right? Let me call him so that I can hear his phone ringing. And I call him and I don't hear the phone ringing. And then he answers and he's like, hey. I was like, where are you? He's like, I'm at my shop. I, the shop is like across the building in another building. Completely like, different part of the building. I was like, peace out. I'm out. Different so like, part, different I, part of the property. Good night yeah. now. So I run out and he's coming towards me, towards the building I'm in. And he's like, hey, what happened? And I'm like, I just heard your voice down the hall, like in a room. He's like, no, I'm in my shop. And I was like, no, I swear I heard your voice. He's just like, you're crazy. You know, whatever. But that was one incident. And then the other incident is when I was coming into work, it was early in the morning and I heard like a, like a female voice, like moaning, like a complaint moan. It was like, mm, like disappointed or like painful. You don't have ghosts <laughs> in this hotel and I was counting on them. You mean I can't get housekeeping service? Yeah, but Starbucks is too far away. Yeah. Why don't you have <laughs> breakfast now? I'm hungry. Yeah. It was kind of that type of like moan, like a disappointed, like a painful moan. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. And it was right by the laundry. I was like... I'm not even going to entertain this. I like walked straight into my office, locked the door. And then I waited for him to get in in the morning. And I was just like, oh, my God, I heard this and this and that. Oh, and then the chandelier and then our previous accountant, 
we were already closed and we were messing around and he came out and he was just like oh yeah hey there's a spirit here make yourself uh oh that's what right. do you say make yourself if there's a spirit here make yourself known yeah make yourself known bam <clears throat> we literally like we were like we were all like what the hell the timing could not have been better it was insane it was so scary and then we were trying to find a logic behind it and then we couldn't because where that bank came from so what happened no idea where that bank came from it was like the elevator shaft is that what it's called or the elevator wherever the elevator motor or whatever you know the behind mechanical the... room but nothing was in motion elevators were sitting idle nothing and it cycled. was just i love it it was just a thump right uh, after you commanded it to. yes yeah. yes and then i was like mo why did you do that and he was just like well we were looking for ghosts right you know, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, we just you called. You found some. Yeah. It was so scary. That's a great story. So yeah. the uh, w- what she was talking about with the chandelier. Mm. So in the lobby, um, you know, ceilings are 20 feet high or so. Big chandelier. Not as big as the one that was at that hotel that we shared, but um, large <laughs> chandelier. Uh, very heavy. Came up to the front desk, and the chandelier is swinging back and forth. A very clean back and forth you know like a lot of times like if you will push something that's dangling it'll you know it'll kind of spin, spin. or it'll kind of mm-hmm. orbit kind of truly turns. back and forth right 100 percent. but it was like a, a seesaw or like a, a clock pendulum mm-hmm. back and forth very very precise no earthquakes nothing going on nothing else is moving like and we were all trying to find like a logic we were like well maybe there's an earthquake you know let's yeah. google you know, couldn't so find it could you googling an earthquake nothing you know trying to see you know like uh, what else could be moving like the plant leaves nothing is moving so we're like oh the air the ac vent yeah (laughs) could the ac be blowing the the chandelier so i got a broom and this is you know after the chandelier stopped moving i walked out i pushed it with a broom and as i pushed it it doesn't swing cleanly back and forth it kind of had a twist to it and And it was so heavy that was the thing that was crazy is the amount of effort that i had to put into pushing it so you had a lot of resistance Mm -hmm. when you were up there trying to oh yeah, so it's not like clearly the AC wasn't making it move. Uh, you know, a door opening wasn't going to make it move, but it was swinging a good, what is that, mm-hmm. 20 inches? Mm-hmm. That's like two feet. Each, each way That's of... That's almost two feet. Yeah, each way of center. And we were all just staring at it like, what the fudge? That yeah. was scary. Don't be scared of it. That's, that's, I'm not scared of it. It's just like, it's scary to witness it, I guess. Isn't it always the why? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? yeah. We all, and we always How try to find a logic behind it. Like, let's yeah. go see what's going on. Maybe something popped in the elevator shaft. Everything was fine. But it was that clean, bam, the moment Mo asked. Look, COVID time, no rooms occupied, on the floor by yourself with the carpet shampooer and a giggler. <laughs> Guess what, brother? I believe you. <laughs> well, the problem is that I don't know if I believe me. You know, it's like I was there. It happened. I know it happened. I share the story. But to me, it's like I still don't believe it. You know, I need something more concrete. I want to hear the giggle and see an orb. I want to hear the giggle and and, and feel a tug on my shirt or something. You That's know? fair. You, you want multiple confirmations that mm-hmm. it's happening. Yeah, yeah I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you I, need the goo. <laughs> That's what you need. You, you need, need the, the goo. goo. You need you, the goo. Everybody needs some goo in their life. You know, but like how many times have you been in a store or actually not even in a store, just like walking through a parking lot or whatever, you get in your car, you turn it on, the radio station that comes on is the song that's in your head at the point that you're singing yeah. it in your head. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, I believe that we are in tune with other things, but is it really supernatural or did I just, you know, did the, are my teeth picking up a radio station? You know, it's like, where is the truth? We, we believe at home that we have spirits in, in our house. Our dogs pick up on it. We've got a three-tier home, and at the second level near our front door, we believe that there's this concentration of spirits or ghosts or whatever it may be, and our dogs pick up on it. How do they react? They bark. They go crazy. It's like someone's at the the front door knocking, and there's no one there because we have a ring. We don't see anybody. We don't hear anybody. It's otherwise calm, but they go ape-s. Mm. what is that? And at one point in time, when we had an indoor camera in our home, we would point the camera up towards that area. And there were miscellaneous, weird orbs, orbs activity, streaks. Funny story about indoor cameras. I have an indoor camera, but I don't activate it unless I know like maintenance is coming into my apartment or XYZ. Like if I have like my brother coming over to like drop off XYZ, just to make sure that, you know, whatever. But I don't activate it because I'm so scared to see what it actually picks up. Like, whatever. I don't want to know. Well, wouldn't you activate it for non-brother activities or non-maintenance activities? I don't. I'm scared. I What don't if it picks scared. up something scary? What's scary about it? It's mm. They're our friends. No, they're not my friends. <laughs> I don't want to be friends. Just leave me alone. Don't bother me. I think they'd say the same thing. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm in their space. I know. I know. I only activate it when I know like people are coming over and I'm not there just to see what's up, you know. But the moment they leave, I'm like deactivate. I don't want to know. Orbs take over. That's the I mean, that's for for me. That's kind of the secondary confirmation is, you know, if my two dopey dogs end up picking up on something that makes them bark or whatever, you know, and it's not the change of wind or a twig or something like that. a little more credibility to this than me just thinking that you know i i walked into a hallway of goo but Mm. is that as far as it goes like your dogs and that's it or do you yeah is there scary stuff going on no you don't hear anything no okay then maybe they're from not at all no it's all them and well okay guys are barking about this that and the other that's all right but i don't i don't have the same i don't have a goo sensation (laughs) okay in my own home. Oh, that's good. Wish I did, but I don't. Probably will happen when I go home tonight. Imagine. Oh, you'll have to come back and update us. Are we going to piss off all the spirits and all three of us are going to be, you know, infiltrated tonight? Uh, cruz, cruz. I, look, I've already got my own personal demons. I don't need any more. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, for me, the only other weird thing that I ever experienced, and I'm going to chalk it up to technology, but the very first hotel I worked at, um, when it opened, it only had like 15 rooms that were available to sell. It opened that new. So it was a... Out of how many? 265. <laughs> Sounds like a typical hotel opening. Yeah. Six-story hotel. And it was kind of... It was built on a, a graded lot. So it was labeled as seven stories, but it was no more than six off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that top tier of the very back portion of the seventh floor. So skeleton team is working because I, I don't think we had any skeleton team. <laughs> Did you say that on purpose? I didn't know I was going there. No, that was that was an accidental, but we'll keep it in. So working one night, three to 11 and switchboard starts ringing. I think it was like 315 was the room that was calling. I would answer the phone. 
there was a there would be a pause, disconnect. Mm. Thirty seconds later, phones ringing. Three fifteen. Answer the phone. Little pause. Disconnect. This went on four or five times. So I called security. Said, "Hey, this is what's going on. It's weird. Can you go check the room?" He says, "Sure. I'll I'll stop by after I check the room." So he goes and he checks the room. He comes down to the front desk and he goes, uh, "Yeah, you know, I checked the room. Nobody's in there." And I said, "Well, I know nobody's in there." He's like, "Well, yeah, but there's the phone call is not coming from that room." I'm like, "Well, how do you know?" I'm like, "It's saying three fifteen on the switchboard." He looks at me. He goes, "There's no phone in the room." <gasps> <laughs> How do you explain that? Well, see, that's where I look at that and go, okay, it's a bad phone card. Yeah. Okay. But here's the here's where it was weird to me is that the whole time that I'm getting these phone calls and I've now radioed him to go check the room and waiting for him to come back, I keep getting these calls coming from that room. Mm. And where my logic of it's a bad phone card and, you know, my system's got a glitch goes right out the window because the minute he comes and he reports that there's nothing in the room, not even a phone, not a single more, uh, single phone call comes from that room for the rest of the night. Because there's no phone card in which to make a phone call from said room. See, now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have gone and checked the phone system and seen if there was a phone card for that room. You know, I, I would have checked for an error light because they all have one. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know any of that. Mm -hmm. So I just chalked it up to technology. But the weird part was after the room was checked, nothing. And And no phone in the room. Yeah, no phone in the room. But the system... like, Well, first of all, who approved that room? (laughs) No, it was an empty bay. Oh, I thought it was like a a vacant clean. (laughs) No, because the hotel was still under construction. Oh, my gosh. So the only floor that had operable rooms was the seventh floor. Now, the first floor had no operable rooms, but the hallway was finished. And the reason for that was you had to use the back elevators to access the seventh floor rooms. So not a, not a single finished bay on the first floor, but all the hallway was done. So it looked like it was a functional hotel. Oh Looks great, but you can't stay on this floor. Right. So that reminded me of um, when I was working at the property where Reed and I worked at. I went through that renovation before it turned into... You poor soul. Thank you. I went through that renovation. So at the Reed Lion Hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that exactly. And so yeah, the eighth, seventh, and sixth floor were out of order because they were not ready to sell. And we would get a call from a room like that too. And it was gutted. Did I interrupt you? Sorry. Yeah, you did, but yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry. I have like a really short spam of like attention in my head. So if I don't say the story, I'll forget about it. That's all right. I wasn't going to fight you. Thanks. I don't remember where I left off, but I wasn't going to fight you. I had another story and well, I you were talking about the You were talking about the hotel that was being developed, that yeah. the entire hallway was walkable, oh, but the right. rooms weren't inhabitable and the rooms were on upper floors that were available. In that hotel, the only place I got a weird vibe was on that floor in that section where that room was. Mm-hmm. But that was after the whole, whole phone call thing. So my logical brain says, I, I, get, I get this creepy feeling because of that phone call event that happened two years ago. You know, it's like that's in the back of my mind. So that's got to be why I'm feeling creeped out. Well, I, I think it's perfectly logical to suggest that the call may have happened from a room that had no phone. Bad phone card. Could have happened. Did you hear that? Yeah. We may have just experienced a little bit of a sensation right now, ladies and gentlemen, because I clearly heard someone sneeze. Is that what I heard? Yeah, we're all wearing headphones. 
I thought it was a cough, but it could have been a sneeze. But I heard a sneeze. Okay. Well, I didn't, I'm not sure what that was, but we're the only people in this, in this <laughs> apartment. So this ain't a bad phone card. No, I don't think you have a Mitel switch anywhere in here. Do you? Uh, no, the, the windows are closed. Doors are closed. Yeah. AC is on. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to play that back and hear what that was. Mm-hmm. That gave me that gave me chicken skin too. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cut. I mean, like right there. It, you heard it from this way. I heard it from this way. See, I heard it from the left. Uh, like I heard it from down the hall. And it was a sneeze. F and vodka. <laughs> that was scary. F and vodka. Tune into the afterlife. <laughs> mm. So, like, I mean, in my time, I've had a lot of crime happen in rooms, but never like a capital thing, like a murder. Mm -hmm. Um, But with guests dying in rooms, I've had a few of those. Yeah. Reed, have you had, have you had that happen in your hotels? So in late 2021, I got asked to, to temporarily go to another property to babysit for a month or two. And my biggest fear was leaving my team while I was away. And I was a couple hundred miles away. But the logic was, it's December, not much happens in our hotel, you'll be fine, your team will be fine, you've got leadership, it'll be cool. It's like a week after I'm on this assignment. Wrong. And we had a situation where room attendant goes to the door on a departure, Housekeeping. Housekeeping. She pops her key. She opens the door. And in our hotel, our second and third floor rooms overlook the water. It's a beautiful view. Beautiful view. And this guy is sitting and the room attendant walks in on a customer that had rented the room the previous night. He is sitting in the balcony chair in the room, looking out over the ocean with a bag over his head. (gasps) He was terminally sick. He was a local resident. He purposefully rented the room to have final afternoon of enjoying the Pacific Ocean and the coast and the view and all that. And unfortunately, he took his own life. I mean, wait, with the bag? Yeah, he put the bag over his head and he suffocated himself. Oh, suffocated. Yeah, and our room attendant walked in on this. Oh. Got the engineering manager. She saw this, immediately closed the door, called for assistance. The engineering manager came up. He's tough as nails. He confirmed. Corner comes, sheriff's, red lights. And I'm 240 miles away. (sighs) And and this is my greatest fear in being that far away from, from my team. There were no ill effects afterwards. There's no spirits floating around the hotel in that room or anything like that. And most of the time... In a smaller property, when housekeeping teams hear about something like this happen, they're not going to want Nobody wants to go anywhere near that room. Nope. Mm-hmm. We actually discussed that on a different okay. episode. I don't let me go into that room. I don't want to do that room. You do that room, Mr. Reed. Or they I'm like not partner up. Doing, right. But after all was said and done, it was very peaceful. It, it was very peaceful. Because I was out of town, I had a regional that was kind enough to come and deal with law enforcement and send the incident report and all that. Two months later, I'm here briefly for the four days that I'm allowed to be home. I'm still on this assignment in Central California. So your one-month assignment became a two-month? Yeah. 
one of those. Yeah. Right. And I had been home. I did not go into the hotel during my four days off just because <laughs> I didn't want to. I get on the train to go back to my temporary assignment only to learn that the day I got back, one of our regulars, one of our long-term regulars, is walking through our parking lot, has a heart attack, and keels over on a Tuesday afternoon or whatever it is. All over again. Corner, fire trucks, my boss. And it became this kind of, I don't want to say it's a joke, because it's not a joke. It's like every time Reed leaves town, someone perishes in his hotel. Did you rename it the Hotel California? You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. This is, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. You're a terrible human being. Well, you're the one that made the joke. And that's then how I, Reed starts singing. That's how I deal with being uncomfortable. You sing? No. I couldn't carry a tune if it was in a bucket. All right, well, how about we end it here then? So thank you both for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Thanks well, thank coming. you for joining us. Um, you're welcome to come back anytime. Loved hearing the stories. Love the radio voice. Oh, Leave. thank you. Read it's, with the radio voice. Honestly, I need to get you and Miss B together because both of you have like the podcast radio voices that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard a couple of snippets from Miss B. She's, she's great. Love having her here. Happy to come back anytime. I think it's safe to say that those of us in the service industry have countless hours of stories Mm -hmm. to be able to share. Like we were talking before, that's the heart of this podcast. You know, so if you are a barista, a bartender, a tattoo artist, a police officer, anybody that deals with the public, share stories with us. If we read them on the podcast, we'll give you credit. We'll give you a little shout out. TSA TSA. is coming up next. (laughs) I would love to have TSA here. I'm going to work on that for you. Please, thank you. I'm going to work on that for you for sure. I I, want to hear what they've found in people's prison purses. Mm. Or if you want to be invited to this podcast, you can also email us, right? Yeah. If if you're, well. We'll tap you in. Yeah, we can have a phone in. A phone in, We could support a a call-in guest. Whether you're in Baton Rouge or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Join us. Power Modern Media, right? Happy Halloween. So we're going to leave this here. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to us. Uh, If you have any friends, family, acquaintances, or just want to randomly text somebody with a link to our podcast, we would appreciate it. And we will catch you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.